Welcome back to another edition of Be The Change Georgia, brought to you by Be Local Georgia. I'm Nathan Stuck, and I'm passionate about amplifying the voices of the amazing leaders surrounding the B Corp community in the Southeast who are showing how making a profit and making a difference aren't mutually exclusive ideas. Today, there are more than 4,000 B Corps across 75 countries and 150 industries, unified by one common goal, transforming the global economy to benefit all people communities, and the planet. If you want to learn how to plug into our purpose-driven business community alongside the inspiring leaders we feature on this show, check us out at BeLocalGeorgia.com, and we'll hope to meet you at our next event. How can we simplify caregiving and support the caregivers themselves? How can businesses play a role in addressing the caregiver crisis to support their workforce? On today's episode, you'll have the opportunity to learn from Karina Mueller, co-founder and managing director at Motivity Care, an organization revolutionizing caregiving management through a tech-enabled service solution. Karina has over 20 years of experience in the health and wellness industry, sports industry, caregiving management, and stress management. She shares her motivation for starting the organization and the personal experiences that fueled her drive to address the issue of elder care. You'll also hear Karina shed light on the challenges faced by caregivers, particularly women and women of color, while offering invaluable insights into self-care and managing caregiver guilt. Stay tuned as we unpack the complexities of caregiving, the impact on women in the workforce, and the transformative solutions we can implement now for a better future. Karina Mueller, welcome to the show. Welcome to Be The Change Georgia. It's so great to have you. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here to chat with you. Yeah, this takes us all the way back to uh, the Mo Summit in Austin, Texas, where we uh, didn't do our assigned tasks during a breakout session. <laughs> no. But it made us fast friends. I mean, what more do you want? You go to Social Impact Fund, you make a new friend. So, I mean, what are, what are we going to conferences for if not for that, right? Exactly. Why not? And here we are three, four months later recording a podcast. So I'm glad to have you on. I'm super excited to be here. So let's start unpacking uh, your story because I was immediately drawn. I mean, the, the, t- the title of this podcast is Be the Change Georgia. And, you know, we were sitting there thinking of like creatively brainstorming, how do we make this tie to Georgia? And we decided that given what you do, uh, everybody that has parents will at some point care for them. So this isn't a Georgia thing. This isn't a New York thing. This isn't a Florida thing. This isn't everybody thing. And what you're doing is is very innovative and unique. And I wanted to bring you on to, to share that story and share your why. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely think this is an everybody thing. Um, I, my, my one line always to people in their uh, 40s and 50s, really, and, and up to 60s, is please don't do to yourself and your family, children, loved ones, what our parents have done to us. So, uh, you know, take a moment, think about what that means for you. But that's why I think you and I had this whole conversation of it's not Georgia, it's not anywhere, it's just human beings, right? And it, at we have an aging workforce. We have over 70 million baby boomers in the U.S. alone. We have over a billion in the world. And someone's got to take care of them. And that becomes not about a state. It becomes across the U.S., right? And 
um, I know you and I've had a number of discussions about your father traveling up to taking care of your grandmother. And unfortunately, we don't live near our loved ones anymore, right? Our aging loved ones. It's not like, you know, back in the day where it's like you still lived in your hometown or your home city and everybody lived. I mean, um, so now people are really spread out and we're still responsible for our elder loved ones, even if we live in different places. So let's unpack that a little bit, because that was a perfect segue into my first question, which is around kind of the the motivation to start the business. You touched on it a little bit there of, of what is kind of your why, your personal experience. And I mean, right before we came on air, you were back down in Florida looking after your father this past weekend. So um, unpack that a little bit. Like, and how did that end up leading to motivity care? Like, how did that end up leading to you saying, we should start a business around this? <laughs> I, I think like most entrepreneurs, we start businesses based on our own pain points. Uh, I think that's a pretty common thing. Uh, so I've been a primary caregiver, I feel like, my whole life. I, I took care of my grandparents, um, too, at a, at a relatively young age. Um, I'm originally from Argentina, and I spent quite a bit of time in South America taking care of my mom's parents in Argentina and going back and forth. And... Um, I think it's sort of innate in my DNA as a caregiver anyway, to begin with. And um, so for the last few years, I've been working in the mental health space and health and well-being um, and teaching caregivers how to better take care of themselves and deal with the stress around that, mostly in employees of hospitals and corporations. And through this work, I met my current business partner who comes out of the health and well-being field as well, but more on the insurance and benefits and benefits underwriting and re running global wellness platforms for major corporations and things like that. And, um, Throughout the years, we've done strategic alliances and projects together and worked together. And COVID really brought us closer together. I was taking care at the time, both my elder parents, and she was taking care of her stepdad and her parents-in-law in Israel and all these people around her life as well. And we kind of had this big aha moment, Nathan, in, in March of 21, because for the previous year, of that time, we'd been talking to each other as, do you have this resource? Do you have this information? What do you think about this? And we were kind of each other's confidants and it worked out. And we had this big moment of, there has to be a better way to do this, right? Because you wish, witnessed it with your dad and, and a lot of it, a lot of us do it on our own, right? It's our personal experience, but it can be very frustrating, exhausting, overwhelming, costly, time consuming. And we just, put our heads together and said, we, we're coming professionally out of this field and we're coming personally out of our experience. So how do we put together a company that unites your our professional experience as well as our personal experience? Because I find that entrepreneurs, as I said earlier, start companies, which is amazing, out of a pain point, but do they have the professional experience? And, and I think that's what makes Motivity Care unique and the unique proposition is that we're coming from it from both a professional and personal experience. For as cheesy as, that, as it sounds, we really are trying to help people uh, improve the quality of life and have more peace of mind because we've been through it and we're going through it. I'm smack in the middle of it. My business partner is smack in the middle of it. Almost all of my friends are smack in the middle of it right now. 
Well, and there's there's another component that COVID. I don't want to say COVID exposed, but you got to see as you went down this. I wouldn't even call it a rabbit hole, but down this kind of like like anybody starting a business. So like, what's the what's the market? What does it look like? Who are the caregivers? And you had some of this background, but there's a there's a gender component to this as well. That you know, my dad was more in the minority of of who ends up caregiving, and and this predominantly from a, you know thinking about it as a B corp. How does this relate to my business? There's a workforce development issue that is is predominantly women and women of color that end up in large parts taking care of their elders. So how is the COVID-19 pandemic? You touched on it a little bit. How has it shed light on the challenges faced by caregivers? And you and I have talked about this as well offline, the impact on women and particularly women of color, both in terms of their personal and professional sacrifices and who ends up with the majority of the caregiver duties. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because it's one of the missions of Motivity Care is truly to attract, retain, and sustain women in the workforce. Um, and it sort of it is our social impact um, in within Motivity Care. Um, listen, there are fantastic male ca- caregivers out there. You have a beautiful example in your father. We have a tremendous example in one of our advisors on our advisory board who does more for his mom than most people I know in general have ever done for elder loved ones. But the truth of the matter is the majority of the responsibility falls on women and women of color and women of color because it's part of a cultural background, right? As being a Latina Hispanic, it is you know, I have brothers, but it doesn't matter. It's it's woven into our DNA that it's my responsibility and they just follow along, right? And like that, I've spoken to so many uh, women of color that say the same thing and, and women in general, right? And then it's, it's, if you are of a certain generation, then you become what is typically called the sandwich generation too, which is now you're dealing with children, um, your life, and then your elder parents as well. And now you're getting, trying to crunch it all together. And it's really impacting whether these women can stay in the workforce, whether they can work at all. And what that then means is if they leave working, then there's a financial component that they're losing on making money because they're trying to balance all these caregiving duties at the same time and they can't. And so it's impacting their financial well-being. Um, And there's been all these great studies done through COVID that a lot of women of color, especially, and, and, and white women as well, have left the workforce really due to elder care, which tends to surprise a lot of people, right? Because we're so focused on child care, which is super important. Don't get me wrong, Nate. It's super important. And I feel like we still have ways to go on supporting mothers and fathers and child care and all of that, but it's definitely come further than, than it has been. But now we've got to add this 70 million baby boomers and someone has to take care of them, right? And if we're not preparing benefits and preparing our workforce and our HR departments and our corporate leaders and business leaders, whether it's a small business or a large business, to say, how are we really going to support these working caregivers, these adult caregivers that have to oversee and project manage the lives of their elder loved ones, their own, and possibly their own children, families? 
and at work than their team and their employees and those relationships. And it becomes overwhelming. And how do you show up for them? And then even the average age of adult caregivers has actually decreased in recent years. So, I mean, talk to some of those challenges that people in their thirties and forties face. Is this, it sounds kind of, as we talk about boomers, you'd think that age would be getting older, but what is, what is, you know, the younger generation, their kids are obviously still younger. Um, what are some of the challenges that they face taking on that responsibility of, of caring for elderly loved ones, as well as balancing everything else on their plate? Well, interesting enough, the age has dropped to 45 and under, where traditionally, um, I guess, our parents, or traditionally what we think of, of the age taking care of the baby boomer is people in their 50s and 60s, right? Taking care of people 70s, 80s, and 90s. But um, people in certain parts of the U.S. had children later, in life. And so that's an element too. So um, now someone in their 30s or 40s, their parent may be 70 or 80, right? Because they have their the child later in life. And that's especially in a city like New York, that's pretty common. And then I have a whole group of friends that have their kids later, too, in life. So now they're dealing with their elder parents, and now they're dealing with children that are elementary school aged or junior high school or some high school, but mostly younger. And, uh, you know, so now it's become this sort of odd balance of like, oh, no, I had my kids later. Maybe my parents had me later. And now I've got little kids. And um, I, I tend to joke and not so much that like, an 80-year-old and an 8-year-old, not so different in a lot of their needs and care needs, but the 80-year-old sometimes can be even far more difficult than the 8-year-old because at the end of the day, your 8-year-old, you can be like, I'm your mom, and that's it. You really can't turn to your dad and be like, I'm your daughter, and that's it because that doesn't work, right? They answer back, and they have a lot more opinions and thoughts. And so in a way, it's it's a bigger challenge even to to take care of that elder loved one who also that weird re- role reversal to Nate. It's like, well, they were your parent, but now they're almost like your child. And, and there's a whole mental psychological thing of like that deterioration and that switching of roles is also really hard for that caregiver. Um and also, the I, I always like to mention caregiver guilt. I, I don't know if you witnessed it with your dad or not, but it's a it's a pretty serious thing of feeling like you have to be everything to everyone all the time and you have to be present all the time for everyone. And if you are not perfect at all of it, then you're failing at all of it. And that sense of guilt of, oh, no, I didn't go to that appointment with my mom or dad or my grandparent or oh no, I wasn't present when that phone call came through or I have to be here all the time. And, um, and, and it happens also a lot with partners, right? If one or the other uh, in a partner or a marriage ends up with like Alzheimer's or cancer or dementia, you know, that caregiver, again, it's like, well, this is my spouse or my partner. I have to be here all the time and I can't take a break. And then they burn out and it becomes 
a whole other problem, right? And so there's a reality of, of caregiver guilt that's that's important to address too. Well, it pulls you away. I mean, I, I think it was every weekday at two thirty. My grandma would call my dad, you know, because the nursing home would help her dial and everything. And I think she had, I think she had Alexa at some point where I'm like, oh God, did I trigger her? Um, but I, where she could voice, but that was the time. And so every like, no matter what you were doing, he had to go like, all right, I'm going to go step away. We were in Las Vegas. Didn't matter out there on a cruise. Like they kind of like, I have to go take this call. Um, so yeah, no, I definitely saw the caregiver guilt uh, firsthand. And and I'm kind of curious too, to, 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 talk about you know i mean we've unpacked a lot so far in a short amount of time which is rare for you and me it's true we're staying on task um but why is it you know i mean we talked about women in the workforce we talked about just the, the don't do to your kids what your parents did to you but w- what else is important about this conversation being had and and i think also from a business standpoint what what is important for you know thinking about the B Corp community and those listening to this podcast, important for them to hear about the role they can play in this conversation with their team, with their, I mean, even at home with their partners, but professionally in their corporate world. Uh, That's a great question. Um, Pay attention to your workforce. And uh, one of the big missions of Motivity Care is be prepared for now and the future. And we like to say, um, what do you have in place for yourselves, right? So, so part of motivity is is the tech aspect, which is um, a document platform storage system where you can add collaborators and interact and really take a three sixty view of whether it's your life or the person you're caring for. Meaning, go beyond medical and legal and go into accounts and memberships and go into contacts, but go beyond emergency contacts and um, go into. You know, we have two heart pieces, which are my favorite, which are like memories and which wish lists of like, what do you want at your ninetieth birthday? Do you want a mariachi band or like what's gonna happen? your funeral or, you know, I have a favorite painting, zero value, but I want to leave it for my granddaughter or what one of our clients did was film her 90 year old mother walking around the apartment and saying, this is this, this is this, and then save the video on our platform for her children. And so there's different aspects. And what we encourage people is to take that 360 view, but also to do it for yourself, right? So if you're a super busy person and you travel a lot, where's all your information centralized? Um, and so the, it goes a little bit broader of what I mean of don't do to your children or your loved ones what our parents have done to us, meaning where's all your information? Who's your power of attorney? Where's your will? You know, interesting, Nate, I sat the other day with, um, and this was an incredible story, to me, but I sat with three very dear female friends of mine, all super successful, um, you know, very in corporate America, in New York, very successful. And I, one of them, unfortunately, is going through a divorce, right? And I, we were talking about her property and her apartment and all this. And I was like, do you have anything in place? And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, well, if your divorce doesn't get finalized and God forbid something happens to you, your ex is getting your apartment and your ex is getting all your financial well-being. Do you want that? You know, and, and, and so 
there's a fact of like, and these are horrible conversations to have, right? Like I, it's, I, I sound like a horrible friend saying that, but I'm, I'm not trying to be a mean friend. I'm just trying to say, please think about this, right? And whether you're a business owner in B Corp, because a lot of, you know, B Corp are smaller business and are business owners. What do you as a business owner have in place for yourself? What's organized for yourself so that you can support your loved ones and your loved ones have your information too, right? So there's there's that aspect. And then in terms of your workforce, understanding how you can really support your workforce. There's all these, as we said earlier, these great benefits for for child care, but most of the child care benefits are not applicable for elder care. So if now your workforce is not present or they're taking time off or they have to um, take time to take a call or go to a doctor's appointment or put together information because it's not centralized and now they're taking time from their workday to do all that, right? AARP did a great study that it takes over 24 hours a week just to project manage the care of our elder loved ones. And so if you're a B Corp or a smaller company, imagine how that's impacting your bottom line if one of your senior team leaders is not present or is constantly having to run to do things because he or she doesn't have any support or a benefit that supports them, or um, imagine how they're feeling. The other thing that was interesting in these studies is that a lot of millennials who are supporting or taking care of their elder loved ones, be it their parents or grandparents, feel like any moment they're going to get fired or any moment they have to quit because they just can't balance it all, right? Such a millennial. I know, it's such a millennial. But the truth is that sense again of, oh no, I'm not present at work. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not um, putting in the hours. I'm taking a call because of a family member or, you know, things happening. And now my supervisor may fire me or do I have to quit? And again, full circle back to women. How is that financially impacting that woman that feels like she has to quit. So if you are a business owner, um, B Corp, or you know a senior level executive at a large company, what can you do to support that workforce? Because again, 70 million baby boomers and someone's gotta take care of them. And if you don't think there's anyone in your workforce taking care of an elder, I challenge you to ask. <laughs> yeah. I love that we're having this conversation and it's funny. I asked the question, like, why, why is this, why do these conversations matter? Obviously I knew the answer because we're sitting here recording this. Um, but one of the things that I think is so neat is, is that like you just said, like ask, like have those conversations at work. Like, you know, as we get into like more human centered management and, and hopefully undoing the damage we did to millennials as they came up in the workforce of feeling like they have to, put in 70, 80 hours a week to feel justified. Um, I speak as a millennial, um, that that's very true. Like having these conversations and training your managers to have these conversations, to dig a little bit deeper beyond the surface of how's work going, what do you need to get the job done? 
you know, how are you doing in your personal life? What's going on? Knowing when things like this are happening and how do we talk about them at work? And, you know, how do we, you know, I mean, look at kind of what you're doing with Motivity Care. It's, 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 it's being offered almost as a benefit for companies to offer their employees. Like th- this is something that just like, you know, kind of like a flexible spending account of like, I, th- I was thinking as you were talking, I was like, I should add this into the annual like holiday gift giving guide that I put out. Like what a cool present for your employees to have of like, here you go. Start. I mean, even start doing it yourself. Right. I mean, we are offering it as a benefit. So we've chosen in order to be able to reach as many people as we, as we can, we've chosen to make it as affordable as possible. And it said that a small company or a large company can put it in as a voluntary benefit kind of like a pet insurance. So it's a payroll deductible. An employee can opt in, um, have access to the platform, have a subscription model. It's a monthly payment. Um, And so a company doesn't feel like they have to pay for all of their employees at the same time. Um, They can leave it up to the employee if they feel like uh, it's something that will be beneficial for them. But it's, it's an added benefit that a company can offer their employee. We also do offer special pricing for smaller businesses of of employees of 50 and under or 100 and under. Um, The other thing we found, Nate, that's really interesting that I think does relate a lot to B Corp world is a lot of the B Corp are smaller companies, right? And they can't necessarily offer these you know, expensive, great benefits that some of the larger U.S. corporations can offer, but they still want to do things for their employees. And that's one of the reasons we have special pricing for smaller businesses that we can offer. And that's also one of the reasons we look at it as a opt-in voluntary benefit so that we can really reach as large an audience as possible. And it's not just limited to the big guys that can offer these huge benefits. That's also why we're working. I think you and I talked about that um, benefits buying groups and PEOs, the professional employment organizations. And again, that's reaching a lot more employees. I mean, we really are on a mission to help people and and get it to as many people as possible. Um, And then once you are on our platform, you have access to the concierge services that really make the difference that give you vetted resources and care services that can be customized to whatever it is you're dealing with or difficult situation you may have around that elder once you've consolidated all the information or you can just consolidate all the information for yourself right to support yourself and your family yeah well and you think about it too and most people don't have the the benefit of the long runway um of having all that you know having the time and the you know even the thinking about my dad right now, they sold the house, but everything's are, you know, they've had seven, eight years to go through the house and pick things out. And so it's, you know, it was kind of like, eh, we're, like that was the logical next step versus most people. Not that it necessarily happens. Sometimes it happens very suddenly. Sometimes it happens more suddenly than seven or eight years of, of being able to prepare. And I think, you know, everything you're saying too, it also, you know, to the, to the millennials, because people still think we're like, you know, deciding swing elections um, with whether we vote or not. And we're like in our forties. Um, but I mean, I challenge anybody listening who's my age um, or older or around there, like, you know, do you, have you put your will together? Do you, you know, have you thought about, you know, what, what your partner would do? Um, 
or if you're still single, what your parents would do, what your sister or your, your siblings would do with everything you own and what, you know, what that end of care plan, you know, what it looks like a last will and Testament, all those different things that you just kind of, I think it's weird that there's like one given in life that we all know will happen to us. And we all pretend like it's not going to, like, it's not going to happen. Oh. Like, yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be fine. I've always, I drink, I drink a lot of vitamin C. I should be good. I should be good. Like, I'm going to live forever. What are you talking about? Yeah. Be good. Yeah. And if any of you out there listening to this have ever gone through probate court, you know that you do not ever want to go through probate court. Don't do that to your family. Don't do that to your loved ones. Probate court, the only people that win and it's sorry, you know, I come from a long line of lawyers, the lawyers. It's the only people that win in probate court. Yeah. Yeah, it's no fun. Um, and arguing with siblings over what to do with this or what to do with that, with the executor of the trust of like having all that spelled out. I've now I've now seen the power firsthand. Um, yeah. And what it's, that looks like. it's it's important. It's it, these are, you know, listen, I I joke and not so much that like. Motivity care and elder care is not sexy. It's not like AI cool, like woohoo, you know, but it's it's very much a needed thing and it's a needed conversation. And, um, you know, we also talk about, uh, Nate, you and I have talked about this and also at, at the where we met at Mo Summit. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about sustainability and we talk about, you know, environment and and that aspect of sustainability. But are we talking about sustainability in our workforce? And are we, you know, because without our workforce, how are we sustaining our companies and our businesses and our projects and the environment, right? And so if we are not helping to sustain that workforce, then everything else is not going to work either. So I always throw the challenge back uh, please include your workforce as one of your sustainability aspects, right? I, I Listen, the environment is super important, not zero, 1%, all of that, super important, really important to B Corps, and I'm all for it 100%. But also think about your workforce and helping them sustain their jobs too. Yeah, well, and sustain, I mean, think about it. At the end of the day, sustainability is also running a sustainable business. And without a, a present, a workforce that can be present and be there, how sustainable is your business? Especially, the, you know, we get into some of the 10, 20 employee companies, even you from a business owner standpoint, what happens if you now have to step away? So thinking about those, those types of things um, are powerful. Closing on this, and we, you know, one of the other things that, you know, whether it's, it's moving a business forward, it's caring for a loved one, like. What is the opening line of uh, the road less traveled? Life is hard. That's one of the, that's the great truth. And as soon as you know it, like everything becomes easier. Um, but life's busy. It's challenging. And and we've, you know, in this process, you also mentioned the importance of caring for yourself. So, you know, given that you are still a caregiver, um, that you're going through all this, you're also an entrepreneur, which <laughs> is so much fun sometimes. It's super sexy, kids. You really want to become an entrepreneur. You really do. It is really rewarding, but it's also not as glamorous as you think it is. Um, There's an importance about caring for yourself. How do you prioritize self-care and what advice would you give listeners 
to both take care of themselves and manage some of that caregiver guilt you talked about and kind of balance some of these things. Like how do you check out? How do you recharge? How do you um, keep yourself upbeat and positive and, and enjoying, you know, being present in the moment? So it's a great question. It's, I like to look at it as it's a daily practice. It's a practice, right? And uh, my recommendation. So I have my, uh, tools in my toolbox that I use, uh, whether it's yoga or meditation or Pilates or a certain piece of music or going out for a walk or just taking 10 breaths, um, before I respond to something, but, um, which is very important, know how you're going to react and respond, not just react because, when we just react, sometimes it can backfire. Um, yeah, and that's not always great, um, especially when we are in the workplace and you're trying to do all these tasks at the same time, right? Like you're trying to take care of your elder, you're trying to respond to an email, you're trying to run to a meeting, and then maybe you know your child is calling you on your cell phone, and all of a sudden it's like there's so many things and can you in that exact moment, take a moment, step back and take five breaths and then deal with all of it because inevitably you're going to react and that may not be a beneficial thing. So what I like to recommend to people is find what those tools are for you. They shouldn't be difficult. They shouldn't be super expensive. Yes, going to Pilates and yes, going to yoga. I mean, there's definitely a, a financial element, but sometimes try to find this really small, simple ones that is about taking a breath or just listening to your favorite piece of music. Or like I like to say, when I when it really gets overwhelming, it's just know that you have that one person or two people that you can call and just scream into a phone and hang up and it be okay. <laughs> you know, like you're not going to get judged, you're not going to get you know, they're just going to hold that space for you because you really just need someone to hold space. Um, and as a caregiver, having the ability to know who can hold space for you is really important and really valuable. So know who those people are for you because um, it, it, it is exhausting and overwhelming and trying to balance it all. So, um, and the caregiver guilt is real, but try to find those little things that work for you and those people. I was talking to someone recently also, and you know, the famous saying, it takes a village. It really does take a village. It takes a village to take care of yourself, elders, children, everybody. It takes a village. Find who your village is because they're also going to help you with self-care. And, you know, they're the ones that could say to you, okay, you need to set a boundary now, or you need to get off that call, or you need to, for a couple of days, step away and put someone else in place to support you. You need to breathe. You know, that that's also really important to have that, that kind of buddy system and, and that support. Um, I know it's not easy to find that, but if you can, it's super valuable as well. It's like a theme yeah. of friendship too, um, of, of keeping those friends in your life. And I think one, one thing, and then I know we got to wrap is, uh, you know, the importance of like, you think about those friendships of being there for the Karinas of the world who are going through it now, because at some point 
you will be going through it as well, and it will be nice. Then you, she can be the shoulder that you need to cry on or vent to, or the the phone, the opposite end of the phone call that gets the screaming and the swearing. And okay, talk to you later. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, yes. I love that. I love that theme of of kind of humanity that came out there of just kind of of being human, being present, and, and acknowledging what you have to do, but finding the things that can bring you joy and bring you perspective on on what you're going through. So yeah. And my recommendation, as I like to say, is try not to make those things up that bring you joy or give you perspective super complicated. You know, sometimes it really is, Nathan, as simple as your favorite piece of music and just listen to it for a moment or, you know, just spacing out for a moment. You know, sometimes we just all all need that. Um, You know, and if none of that works, call Motivity Care. I mean, that'll always work. <laughs> yes. That'll be the next product launch is the, uh, the support line, the swear, exactly. the swear into the phone support line. Uh-huh. Swear uh-huh. into our support line. It's all good. <laughs> so uh, before we go, um, uh, if, if people want to follow you, follow motivity care, um, I'm guessing LinkedIn is probably a popular one. Is there anywhere else or anywhere else you want to direct? We'll put all these in the show notes, of course. Uh, yeah, there's LinkedIn is definitely the best place to find us, both on uh, the Motivity Care LinkedIn page and mine as well. And then there's also, uh, you can, our website, motivitycare.com. There's also uh, info at motivitycare.com. People can reach us if they have additional questions. We also have this um great free assessment form, which is an interactive document takes about anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes to do that just kind of, it's yes, no. And you, it's drop down sections. So you can choose to answer or not. And just to help uh, yourself get oriented. What do I have in place? What do I not have in place? What do my parents have in place? Um, what do we need to get organized? I, I just want to refer back to a really great point you made of, you know, sometimes there's a, there's a heavy lifting and you never know when that's going to happen. Right. And we recognize that compiling all this information and getting everything organized and set in one place can, can take time depending on, um, how organized your elder loved ones. Like my business partner's mom was super organized. It took her three hours to put everything onto our platform. Um, you know, some people it could take a year, depending on, you know, I, I've heard crazy stories of, I think I told you, someone's like emergency documents were in their freezer, you know, I, I mean, people, so depending on how organized or disorganized people are, so there's definitely a bit of a lift if, if people are disorganized, but in the long run, it's going to make everybody's life much easier um, save a lot of time, a lot of heartache, and a lot of stress and frustration if at least you know everything is centralized for yourself or your elder loved ones or both. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, really appreciate you coming on. I, I, this is a, uh, again, I, it was a still a fun conversation. I'm You and I, I, I kind of feel like we cheated the, the masses, but we couldn't sit here for three hours as you and I like lob conversation pieces over like a tennis match (laughs) where we just have so much fun talking and it's been so much fun getting to know you and your story and the story of motivity care. And, 
you know, you guys are, are getting started working on that the, the B Corp journey of certifying and joining that community. So there's just so much cool going on. And I'm grateful that you took the time out to hang out with us today and share some wisdom with our listeners. And hopefully uh, we got them to understand the importance of planning. Yes. And thank you so much for uh, inviting me on this podcast, even though I'm not in Georgia. So I really, really appreciate that and giving me the opportunity to have this great conversation. Like you said, you and I go on forever and talk about a million things um, and have a lot of fun with it. And and I hope, I really hope the audience listening to this, it, it doesn't believe this is all about doom and gloom. This is really about peace of mind and supporting one another in, in our journey, right? Uh, as we all age, like you said, it's inevitable. I, you know, we can fight it for as long as we need to, but we're all gonna age, right? And we're all gonna go through this. and. Um, so maybe don't look at it as, as sad, but look at it as, you know, just planning for your future in a positive way and making an impact on your life and other people's lives in a really positive way. And then, you know, taking the, the negative and being able to have fun conversations and not just everything about, you know, uh, the doctor's appointments, but really being able to take back that control of like enjoying life with your elder loved ones. Cause you are organized and because there was a bit more peace of mind so there there is that making the gloom less doomy something like that that's gonna be the trademark making the gloom less doomy all right i don't know if my business partner would like that comment nathan she (laughs) she may not i mean maybe giving people back peace of mind maybe making the journey less stressful and more positive I don't know. Sticking, Maybe some of those things. I think it's the next tattoo I'm going to get. Um, well, Karina, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, really insightful. Really cool work that you're doing. Um, it's the joy of hosting this podcast and meeting people like you. So um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And again, thank you for the opportunity to be on this. Well, that wraps up another edition of Be The Change Georgia. We're grateful as always for the opportunity to serve you with this content and grow this incredible community of purpose-driven B Corp leaders. If you haven't already, we would be grateful for you to rate this show wherever you get your podcast by simply tapping the number of stars you think it deserves and sharing it with a friend. This helps us get the word out and continue to use our collective influence as a force for good. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening and now go be a leader worth following.